my presentations in in the home take about two hours. When we do this online, it's like eternity. So listening to what you're saying, if I so if I'm with somebody online, it seems like it should go like go like this, you know, you, you accusation audit or a joke, and then find collect data. So when I'm in person, I ask a question, what problem do you want to solve by agreeing to meet with me today? And that's how I collect that data. But I can see them, you know, I'm with them, I'm with the husband and wife. And so this is a lot more challenging because I want to be able to reduce that time online because I don't, I don't believe they, at 65, you know, they, they just don't like doing it, being on there. And so it just seems like if I do a, like an icebreaker with a joke, then go for 20 minutes, stop, take a little bit of a break. Mr. and Mrs. Jones, what questions do you have? Have you got our proof of life training? No, I don't think so. Okay. That's a whole separate issue. But, you know, developing a profile, start pulling the data before you go into any of these meetings of the high points of the characteristics of the people you're meeting with and track that as to how long it takes you to close a deal and how many of them close. First. Secondly, one of two things opens people up. Either the question, what problems were you trying to solve by agreeing with me? That's a good what question. You have to have an asking label as an alternative. And an asking label for that would be, seems like you had some problems in mind, which led you to agree to meet with me. Now, I will tell you that the asking label is more likely to open them up. Now, there's a variety of reasons why that is, which is why we coach the asking label so exclusively now. If I ask you a what question, it triggers slow thinking, what Danny Kahneman would call slow in-depth thinking. So if it's, a, if it's a question, if it's a calibrated question, what is a good word to start with? You got to have the bandwidth to answer. You got to have enough gas in the tank. And they might not have enough gas in the tank. Secondly, any question triggers a certain amount of defensiveness slash contemplation on the other side. Oh, he asked me what question? I got to come up with a good answer. Let me think about this, how I can come up with a great answer versus the asking label bypasses the guard up mechanism, the prefrontal cortex, comes around the side door, opens the side door up, much more likely to tap directly into somebody's thinking, much more likely to get a complete unvarnished download stream of consciousness. They don't realize they've been asked a question. They're more likely to begin to answer. This is such a huge difference in responsiveness that we've had clients refer to asking labels as unlocking the floodgates of truth talk. 
even when they were really good at asking what questions. Now, thirdly, I will tell you, if you don't get a good response, or if they throw it back on you, you're the fool in the game. You're not gonna get the deal. They are there to pump you for free consulting and their preferred provider is either status quo, which is no movement at all, or should you come up with some good ideas, they're either gonna implement them themselves or they're gonna make sure the person they're gonna to go to is gonna implement them. Vision drives decision. The asking label triggers the vision in their head. If there is no vision in their head, then they went into the meeting with no intention of continuing with you. And that's, that's the Cliff Notes versions of the proof of life training. That coupled with our half training is much more in depth, but that's what I'll give you to work with for right now. There's a, there's a lot more there, a lot more there. But that's how you, how you, how you can get started on that. 20%, no less in 20% of your presentations, you're never gonna get. How do you sort them out? Brand. All right, no, that's, 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 all, that's all really, really fantastic. And so I'm gonna talk, Alan, in a very general sense. My, my purpose in this approach is to really add some thoughts for everyone and, and, the, and the, the whole spectrum. So first things first, Based on what you described with the sales presentation is it sounds like it's geared to educate uh, whoever's on the other, whoever's on the receiving end of the presentation that it's geared to educate them. Negotiation is not an educational environment. And so that's, that's the first thing that worries me and in and, and sales, you're taught to explain the proposition and explain the value. That's what they teach you. And unfortunately, when we do that, and I say we, because my, all my background is in sales before Black Swan. When we do that, not only are we infringing on the autonomy of the counterpart, we are ignoring the things that are top of mind for them. Actively ignoring them. Because it's not like, save your questions till the end because i need to get through what i gotta say right that's what we're doing to people so that's the first part the environment is they feel talked at and we're actually trying to influence and it's hard to influence when people feel talked at the other piece you did a great job explaining the mindset of everyone you speak to and the problem is I didn't hear you talk about the accusations audit that lays all that out. And I think that's, we all fall victim to this where we can explain, well, this is what they're thinking. They're thinking this and they're having trouble with Zoom and they're, they're annoyed by the pandemic and their time is valuable. And then the accusations audit that we use on them doesn't encompass any of that. And, and it's about 
mitigating negative emotions. And if we know they're negative emotions, we're alive there. Start with that. Like, I, I know Zoom's a pain in the ass. I imagine you guys can't wait until we get back in person. You don't have to deal with all this stupid technology and trying to figure out if your mute button's on or not or whether or not you can hear somebody, right? That's, what, yeah, you know what, Alan is exactly right, man. I hate getting on Zoom. And so that's actually where the accusations are to start because the top of mind negative for us, for them is, damn it, I got to get on another one of these Zoom calls with another one of these salespeople. And so that's where we start. And then the other thing is, this is going to sound crazy. If I was coaching you, my first thing would be throw your presentation in the garbage and let's work on a one sheet that is designed to only do information gathering that's only guided discovery. Because the other thing, right, like I mentioned earlier, they got questions. They're talking to you because they got things they want you to answer. And so putting that in your accusations audit or finishing with that, I know you guys, it's Zoom sucks. I'd imagine you guys don't want your time wasted. You probably came here with very specific issues, questions, thoughts, however you want to phrase it in your mind. Is it a problem if we start with the things that are top of mind for you? Oh, no, not at all. Here's the three things I want answered. Bang, bang, bang. You answer all three. Alan, we're going to do business with you, brother. And now you've been on the phone for less than 30 minutes. And nobody feels this drawn out process three hours later. Like, and, and this is, and I just speak from personal experience too. There's a company called Power that I've had to do some work on my house since I've been here. Love the company, love their model. Every salesperson that has come in the door to present something to me, I've literally said to them, let's just skip to X. I don't need to know about your history. I don't need to know about your accolades in the Better Business Bureau. That's why you're in my house, because you have all those things. And I don't need you to spend an hour telling me about them. And they still go there because they're so rehearsed on delivering their presentation that they still go there. And I try not to get annoyed because I want to say, look, if you mention your Better Business Bureau rating to me again, I'm going to ask you to leave. You haven't answered any of my questions yet. And like, these are the things that are building up in my mind. I imagine I'm not the only person on the planet that feels that way. And so like, I'm like, I wish they would just ask me, it seems like you got a question, Mr. Boss. Like, I wish they would start there. And, um, and so, you know, feel free to go. You want to gather information, right? We all want to gather data. Why are we wasting time opening the door to gathering the data? Like what causes us to delay the process? So let's just dive right in. I know you don't want your time wasted. I know you hate Zoom. You'd prefer that we didn't have to be on this platform for very long to complete this issue or our transaction. Is it a problem if we start with what's top of mind for you? Sure, let's go there first, right? And so, right, we can that can be adapted for any for any interaction. But feel free to use that. But great questions, Alan, because we, we're all plagued by this stuff, especially when we come to the table and the understanding is we are the content expert. And we're here because everyone at the table needs our knowledge. So we must explain 
what the problem is. And that's the only part of logistically where we, where we get out of alignment with mindset of our counterparts. You might be the content expert. It's just execution wise, right? We sequence it differently, but that's a great question, man. And we, everybody has played with that stuff.